I will send to you the Spirit of truth, says the Lord. He will guide you to all truth. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to John. Peter turned and saw the disciple following whom Jesus loved, the one who had also reclined upon his chest during the supper, and had said, Master, who is the one who will betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to him, What if I want him to remain until I come? What concern is it of yours? You follow me. So the word spread among the brothers that that disciple would not die. But Jesus had not told him that he would not die, just, what if I want him to remain until I come? What concern is it of yours? It is this disciple who testifies to these things and has written them, and we know that his testimony is true. There are also many other things that Jesus did, but if these were to be described individually, I do not think the whole world would contain the books that would be written. The Gospel of the Lord. In 1623, Shakespeare published one of his lesser-known plays that was a comedy called All's Well That Ends Well. Have you read it? Well, why not? (laughs) It was a rather bizarre romantic comedy, but it had a happy ending. Shakespeare's point, I suppose, was that no matter how strange life is, What matters most is how we end things. Hopefully we end on a happy note. They also taught us this in the seminary when we write homilies. All homilies end well, all homilies are well that end well. And one way to end a homily well is to return to the theme with which you began. In other words, you create two bookends a beginning and an end that are similar. That produces the effect of tying the whole homily together. When a homily ends where it began, it sort of comes full circle. You don't have a lot of loose threads and loose thoughts. And in that way, all's well that ends well. Our readings today are really the endings of two books of the Bible, the Acts of the Apostles and the Gospel of John. But did you notice how they ended? They followed the advice of my seminary homiletics professor. At the end, go back to the beginning and create two bookends. And this is exactly what both Luke and John do. How so? 
Well, at the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles, we have the ascension of Jesus. There, before he rises to heavenly glory, Jesus says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And by the time we get to Acts chapter 28, the end, Paul has arrived in Rome and preaches the good news. Rome symbolized the whole world, the ends of the earth. In Acts, all's well that ends well, because Luke goes back to the beginning. How does the Gospel of John end in chapter 21? Again, John, a good homilist, a good preacher, goes back to the beginning. His Gospel opened with showing Jesus was God and that a man named John the Baptist came to give testimony to him. How does the Gospel of John end? He touches the same themes of Jesus' divinity, writing, There are also many other things that Jesus did, but if they were to be described individually, I do not think the whole world could contain the books that would be written. And he also touches the topic of a man named John, who testifies to Jesus. It is this disciple who testifies to these things and has written them, and his testimony is true. In other words, a great book, like an effective homily, ends where it begins, and thus, all's well that ends well. My friends, how is the homily or the book of your life coming along? Are you at the beginning, a teenager or 20-something? Or maybe you're in the middle, middle-aged and in full flower of manhood or womanhood, like me. Or in the autumn of your life, enjoying your golden years and your retirement. I have had conversations lately with elderly parishioners who really struggle with growing older, facing their physical limitations, the loss of their freedom, and they often feel depressed and useless to themselves and to others. Maybe you have parents or grandparents who feel this way. In other words, they don't know how to end the homily that is their life or write the last chapter that is their autobiography. Well, may I offer you the same sage advice my seminary professor gave to me. Go back to the beginning and rediscover the main themes that run like a golden thread through your whole life. One way to do that is to try to remember your childhood, your parents and your siblings at home, your old neighborhood, your friends and your elementary school? What were your first experiences of faith and religion? Share these stories with your children or your grandchildren. Maybe even write them down in a diary or an autobiography. 
Just like St. Luke went back to Acts chapter 1 to find the material for chapter 28, and John went to John chapter 1 to complete John chapter 21, so we would do well to return to chapter 1 of our lives to see what we should write for the final chapter. Hopefully, we will discover that we have not been the only author of the homily or the book of our life. Rather, the real author was the Holy Spirit. In other words, your whole life was not some random collection of events and experiences, Shakespearean comedies and tragedies. The Holy Spirit has been writing your story. Open your eyes and your ears, your head and your heart to see the real point and purpose of it all. The beginning will give you a clue as to the end. And then you too can say, all's well that ends well. Praise to be Jesus Christ.